Welcome to the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular Day 3. And of course, what movie could we be talking about considering what we've talked about the previous two days? We're going to talk about Hell House LLC 3 Lake of Fire. This is the final installment in the Hell House LLC franchise. Uh, it's good. It wraps up the story, but it doesn't wrap everything up with a nice, neat little bow, which I think was probably one of the best moves that Stephen Cognetti could have done. Um, so this movie picks up about a year or so after Hell House 2, and the infamous or illustrious Russell Wynn is taking over the hotel and reopening it up for a modern audience for his looks like interactive play called Insomnia, which is based on the the uh, Faustus play um, about the man who sells his soul to the devil. Um, and then the Morning Mysteries crew from uh, part two are brought in to kind of document this momentous occasion although they've replaced the um they had anchor now and you got this uh, other girl and it's her first big kind of news piece story piece and it's pretty much a similar film in the sense of how it's how it's done narrative wise towards the first film uh which is why i think i enjoyed it a little bit more than i did the second part but this is now the culmination of all the events that have happened in all three movies. Um, and this episode might be a little bit briefer than the, the previous two days just because this movie is fresh. It's only been out on Shudder for a couple weeks now. Um, so I don't want to give like too much away about plot or what happens or where things end up. But um, the high notes or the high parts of this one are that it's very much in the vein of the first movie like it, it is this event happened now we're coming back and we're revisiting it and we're talking about it and instead of kind of doing the intermixed jump cut and really distorted timeline of the second film the progress of events or the occurrence of the events are very straightforward with with the narration and um, I think that that helps it out a lot. It, it, it takes all the best parts of the first Hell House that I really liked. And it I don't want to say it improves upon it, but at least it builds off of it. Uh, it feels better. Like they realized that some of the things about the second movie didn't quite work as much for the audience. Uh, and that's not to really you know downplay the film or, or say that the second movie is not good in any stretch of the imagination. But... They were more experimenting with the second film, and the th and when they saw what worked and what didn't work, they decided to go ahead and improve upon it. Now, some issues I do have with this one is, again, I feel like it's too short. Um, I feel like there was a lot more that they could have done. Now, granted, budget constraints could have played a you know big part in that, but... Um, when it got to the climax of the film, everything felt a little rushed and it was trying to kind of just close out all these storylines. Um, well, you know, also 
giving you more pieces of how these are all how these old movies are all uh, all interconnected and why things play out the way they play out and i have to give him credit for that especially like i really want to go back and watch two for a particular scene to see if that was something that was more extended and and like they decided to go ahead and put it in in three and have it line up with two uh you know just to kind of get you go oh my goodness or oh my gosh like that 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 person was there um and and even if they weren't it's still a very clever piece and something that makes me want to go back and you know and revisit the movie um and definitely this series could be viewed in all one setting like it's it definitely feels like one is definitely the beginning two is the middle three is the end and if you wanted to kind of get the full picture all together you could do that by watching all three back to back um so again they have some really clever scares in it and one thing like i mentioned in the previous movie um the way that things looked different even though the hotel was supposed to be abandoned and everything since the hell house llc incident in 2009 uh but when they go back to kind of try to find this other other stuff that is at the hotel uh some things weren't matching that and that's because of it being an actual haunted house attraction um you know things were different from all their different years in the past so you know since they filmed the first movie well now this gives a good explanation because or why things look different from when they looked in the second movie because you've got russell Wynn coming in and and putting his thing on there and making changes and adding the kind of heaven maze or whatever but they have a lot of really cool clever moments things that make me think back to uh the blink episode of doctor who if you're not familiar with that go look it up it's a really good episode really creepy episode of doctor who uh, with great performances all there with uh, kind of the the white mannequins that there's some stuff that I'm like oh oh uh, you know if you're not looking in the right place you're not going to catch it so um, you know they at least like have written in good explanations as to why things look the way they are why things are different uh, they've got a very entertaining uh, cast of characters and they all are very much likable and you have this mystery around russell of why he's doing this now another thing that kind of has me uh a little kind of scratching my head and i don't want to go into detail about it because again if this being fresh a uh, fresh movie that's just come out um you have the scene from the second movie where Tully is explaining that they've been sending um, these videos and stuff. Basically, um, it's implied that it's Russell. And that the hotel is manipulating Russell to um, come there and throw on his event to get them more souls for the Lake of Fire. But that doesn't really seem to be clear in the final climax of the film uh, about Russell's character and about why his true motivations for, for doing this. I think it's clever and I like the way that they went with it, but 
there were some things that needed better explanation in, in the writing aspect of it. But other than that, it really played out well. I really enjoyed it. Um, again, this is a, a, moment, a, a thing where, like I mentioned in the previous um, episode, that they used CGI and I don't think that they should have. I think that... Uh, and you'll know what I'm talking about when you when you watch the movie. It's it's in the final sequences, and it's just it's not great. Um, I mean, I can appreciate it for what they were trying to do. Like I get the vision behind it, but it just didn't. It it looked it didn't look great. It just looked bad, and I think that was a detriment to the movie. Um, had they could have gone a better way about it. I mean, I would have even taken like a glitchy camera and it glitches out and you just hear the noises of like basically an explosion or something. Um, I feel like that would have been the better way to go, but I get why they, why they wanted to do it the way they did it. Um, and this also has the kind of like a, a credits thing, although I think it, the credits kind of play over it that, leave it still on a cliffhanger um, to where maybe if uh, Stephen Cognetti wants to kind of revisit it or if he's going in a different aspect uh, or maybe go into a different realm of things. But it's also a little confusing too uh, how or what this final sequence is supposed to mean or what it's supposed to mean and what it's supposed to do. What is it supposed to do to the audience watching it that's kind of stuck around for all three of these movies? Like, I, I was really kind of scratching my head about it and going, okay, there's there's an intended purpose here. He's not wrapping everything up in a bow. Is this kind of going to be something that he wants to maybe explore down the road? Or is it just meant to kind of mess with your head a little bit and be like, okay, I'm, I've got to think about this. Which is perfectly fine. I mean, there's no real issue with that. But I kind of would like to see if he um, maybe is going to then take this, take characters down a certain path that we weren't expecting. If he wants to make other films. Uh, but he's definitely won me over as a filmmaker. I mean, he won me over by the first movie. Even though I'm a little lackluster about the second one, I, I can enjoy it. And I do like the the lore that it, it kind of goes into but surrounding the hotel surrounding Andrew Tully um and and three definitely feels like a good capstone I wish it would have been longer I wish it would have had I think it was lacking a little bit on the scares but there are some really good moments and I'm thinking more of like the dare when uh, they dare one of the actors to go uh down to the basement and she tilts the camera you know facing her so she can't see what's behind her and there's just, I'm not going to say who, but there are things behind her that she doesn't know are there. And I really like that. I thought that was really cool. Uh, again, it's very, very well shot. I think uh, it's definitely better shot than the second one. Because there are definitely some some sequences and some bits from the second film that really kind of tell you, okay, they were tight on the budget. Um, so I, I'm glad to see that they kind of returned to the roots of the first movie, it felt more truer to the first movie or more true to the first movie than the uh, second one. And it does have quite the climax. And it's definitely about a battle between good and evil and for your soul. And uh, I just, 
I really dig this series. If they ever release it, I don't know. I haven't looked to see if it's uh, available on physical media. But if it's on physical media, I'm I'm buying it. Like it's just, it is a film franchise that I really enjoy. It's definitely a franchise that has a lot of care and love put behind it, uh, and it, it sticks out still, even though it has a lower budget. It sticks out amongst those of higher budget found footage horror films. So I really have to applaud Stephen Cognetti and the cast and the crew and uh, them using this very iconic set uh, that is now, you know, going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Like, it's a place that I actually now want to go visit at some point. Like, get a couple friends, go on a trip, go visit this haunted house for Halloween and, and get to really kind of check it out in, in its actuality, to be in the building that they shot that movie. So... I definitely have to recommend it, and this will wrap up kind of a, a, a continuous um, film franchise talk for the rest of the month. Uh, I felt like these this was best to do kind of back-to-back, uh, and if you've kind of viewed it along as you're listening, then you can appreciate everything I've you know kind of talked about and things I've brought up and what I felt worked, what I felt didn't work. And uh, now we'll start going to more individual recommendations um, for the rest of October. I definitely will be talking about The Shining at some point. Um, More about kind of my 4K review of it because I just got the 4K uh, Blu-ray. If you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you probably saw me post that uh, yesterday. So... um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to watch it this weekend. I was going to try to go out and see it. They had a screening uh, on Tuesday night, but I just was not feeling it. And uh, work has, you know, been work. So it's kind of hard to go out and do some things and have some fun. So, all right, guys. Well, as always, uh, you can write in to the podcast at criticsnotcynics at gmail.com. You can follow me over on Twitter at criticsntcynics. And you can go over to Instagram. I believe it's uh, Critics Not Cynics over there and follow me on there. Um, if you could go over to iTunes and leave a, a rating and a review, that helps the podcast become more viewable for uh, other people to kind of find and discover. We're growing. We're slowly growing, but we're growing. And uh, it's it's good to kind of start seeing good numbers and uh I appreciate hearing some feedback from from you guys and uh, look to bring better and brighter things in the future. We'll see you tomorrow. And one final thing before we go, because I just totally slipped my mind. I hadn't given a review score for this movie yet. Uh, My score is going to be a 4 out of 5. I believe that gives everybody, I think I gave a a 4.5 out of the first one, a 3.5 out of part 2, and a four out of five on three. All right, guys. Well, you're going to hear me repeat myself again. We'll talk to you again.